Our faith journey is a story unique to each individual and is constantly being written. No two people are identical, no two days are alike, but God is the same. This is the Real Stories of Life with God podcast, a place for honest conversations about life and faith. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay. I'm Kyle. I don't know if I need to say my name, but I'm going to say my name. Perfect. I have four children and uh, older two are 16. The oldest just turned 17. So they're 17 and 14. Um, He's about to be 15 and the nine-year-old's about to be 10. There's three boys. And uh, (laughs) then we have a fourth daughter and she is four. And for a long time, I just had the two older boys. Um, you know, they were like two years apart. So I was like an all-boy mom for a long, long time. And then we had a five-year gap. And we had this third baby. And it was another boy. And it was Isaac. And so then I had him for five years. So I had a lot of years of being a boy mom. And, and you know, an only boy mom. And, and then uh, we had another almost five-year gap, about four-and-a-half-year gap. And then I had... Um, a little, a precious little girl. So wow, that's my family. And I went to school to be a teacher and I have taught in the classroom. But since I have had children, I have mostly stayed home. I went back one time and it was kind of a period of time where I needed to go back. We were having some transition and I went back for a short time. And then I was got pregnant with my daughter and there was a little spot where I could kind of slip out and mm. I did <laughs> and I have not found out what my business is is um about 12 years ago I started doing freelance writing I started writing articles and that that turned into copying content and I've done some press releases and some grants I just kind of write anything and everything and so that's cool what works for me as the busy mom that I am and how long have y'all been in Huntsville two years so your kids were like old enough to like move schools and for that to be a thing was Was that hard it was very hard we moved here in 2020 in july and it was the worst time you could ever move i mean it was really awful it was very sterile we came from one place where things were a certain way in in the response to the pandemic And then we moved to kind of the polar opposite response to the pandemic and things were a lot more shut down and strict. And so the kids were entering into activities the best that they could, but it was just hard for a totally new place. So it was, and then it was very hard with church as well, because we were, they were spacing people six seats apart in all directions. And so there were just like little spots where people were sitting the people that came to services a lot of people didn't and then you wore a mask and so I felt such a hard time invisible and oh yeah it was uh, it was really tough man I cannot imagine a big move like that during COVID you know it was it was very 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 hard and it was a move that i really didn't want to make, but felt like I had to make. So that was very, very hard. Um, okay. So at the top of every show, I like to read 
two of the verses that kind of um, prompted a few of these questions. In Matthew 22, Jesus is asked, which is the great commandment in the law? And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So my first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? What stirs my love for God is the evidence in my life that he is good and that he loves me. And I think when I start to get discouraged, I go back to that. I go back to those places in my life. I go back and remember what he's done and what, or I go back and remember periods of time where I was, you know, lamenting to him about, uh, a cha- you know, we need this change in our life, you know, as- asking specific things and then seeing where he has answered those prayers mm. is probably the number one thing. That's really good. Yeah. Um, okay. On the other hand, is there anything that currently stifles your love for the Lord? I think pain and heartache and struggles and it feels like it's everywhere you look and everybody's got things that they're dealing with. Um, I can easily get bogged down and discouraged by what I see around me. Mm. Um, in, I think my husband and I um, are a little bit older. We're both in our 40s and we see a lot of divorces at this point i mean there were you know when we were in our 30s there there were families that were struggling and there were divorces but it seems like there's so much more now mm-hmm. and that that always kind of gets me thinking about you know all the suffering that comes from that and then um i think another thing that stifles my love for god is dealing with criticism that I bring upon myself so criticizing myself or feeling like I don't measure up and this is Mm. why and just just saying that I will you know judge myself by what everybody is doing and how they're doing it and how they look and not on what the Lord is telling me to do so Mm. I think pain and suffering that I see around me and then my own judgment for myself and yeah and I feel like what I I can definitely relate to those I feel like what I hear that might be a thread between those two is when my eyes are all on the wrong thing yes yes you know like if I can I can tell and maybe you can relate to this but like I can always tell that if I'm more disappointed or discouraged or anxious it's usually because God has kind of been edged out of my vision Yes. You know, like I need to get more of him in my vision, whether it's more reading his word or more time for prayer or more time being quiet or worship or something like all my, my eyesight, all my focus is on something else. Yeah. And my husband will usually say to me when I start getting really stressed and 
usually when one thing is stressful, I will all of a sudden think of everything else that's stressful. We need to take care of this. And did you call about this? And what about this? And what are you going to do about this? And I, this is still broken. Are we going to fix, when are you going to fix this? And, blah, blah, blah. and he'll say, he'll say um, you're just feeling out of control. So then you're just trying to think of everything you can, you can control. And it really is true. It's like one thing is out of control. And then I'm all of a sudden like, just, Grasping you know, for it everywhere. Everybody like, yeah, just we got to get every and everybody. And I, I can feel myself doing it. I'm like, oh, here I go again, trying to <laughs> be in control. So yeah. and that's another reason why the move here was so hard, because I loved where I lived and I never wanted to leave there. And I loved being around my family. And I it just. I felt like the geographic location, the climate, everything was just perfect for me. And that's why God had me born in that kind of place. (laughs) And I was just, I just fought it so much um, until I really let go. Uh, I mean, moving just really does something to your need for control (laughs) because you just can't control a lot of things because you just really have to go along with whatever it is, whatever, whatever things are like, wherever you are, how people are. Sorry. I mean, you just can't control everything. And I didn't realize how much control was a part of, you know, me feeling secure. So I, when we were going through this move, I felt like the Lord told me before we moved that to trust him with the outcome it was five words and I mean it Mm. I didn't do it very well for a long time I especially with the way everything was when we got here I would you know I was I was I was really pretty depressed for a little while and then um slowly as I started letting go just letting go of oh well it's really sad that my kids aren't in school with the people they went to kindergarten with but oh well is that really everything in life or you know, I don't live around my family. They can't come to birthday parties and you just kind of go, oh, well, I mean, (laughs) so I'll FaceTime them. I mean, you know, you just do what you just kind of can't control that stuff anymore if it's not how you want it. So Hmm. that is a big one to learn though. And to like model for your kid, like to walk through it with your kids also. It's like, it's big for you, but also to like help shepherd your kids through that too is Yes. And we still have regular conversations where they'll say, you know, this is what they miss, but this is what they like, you know, and Mm, I think you just, I think you never stop doing that. And that's, yeah, um, good point that I had friends in my life around that time that I realized, oh, they've moved like eight times or wait, they moved like every time. How do they handle it? How do they do it? You know, so I started having this dialogue with these people and I was blown away by the wisdom they shared with me Mm. to the point where I started thinking, maybe I kind of have a leg up in having done this really hard move as opposed to staying in the same place, which is what I wanted to do. I just wanted to stay in the same place. Like my dream was like all my siblings, we would all live around each other and that didn't happen. But that's so true. And going back to that control thing, like what you're saying about control, you like, you have had a very big practice in like open handedness. I'm going to follow where you lead, even if it's really hard for me and I'm going to trust you. Like you're saying, you're getting to live that in a way that some other people might not. And it might serve you later down the road. You never know what it's doing in your heart that might make a huge difference for something later. 
Right. I can already tell so many things that I've changed from having to do all of this adapting. Um, I'm a very connective person and mm. I, I write, I write stories and I do a lot of interviewing and I listen to people tell their story and then I pull out what I hear and, and it's something I'm very good at, but I also just live, have always lived life very connectively with all of, and so to leave all connection and just go to yeah. somewhere completely new was really pretty devastating, but I'm just kind of realizing that I'm just kind of doing the same thing here. It's different because I don't have all, all the history to pull from, but you know, I was telling a friend the other day, I said, well, as, as humans are inclined to do, I'm connecting and settling in and digging in. And, you know, if you told yeah. me tomorrow that I was moving, cause we, we eventually would like to move back home at some point. If you told me tomorrow I was moving back home, I would probably feel sad and some excitement, but I would, mm -hmm. I would grieve. Yeah. Um, and I think I kind of wanted to protect my heart a little bit when we got here. I thought I just won't, I'll just kind of bide my time here until we can be finished. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's not what humans do. That's not, I mean, right. if, you're, if you're loving and living, you connect and you connect and you connect. Yeah. You do. just have to, you don't connect. Yeah. There's something wrong. But. All right. That's good. Okay. My next um, question is a fill in the blank. So the truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. I will say that the truth that God is good means a lot to me because I have experienced and seen things that aren't good. And what I take from that is that God is always weaving everything together for good. I think it's, uh, is it Romans 8, 28 that says he mm -hmm. works all things together for good to those who love the Lord. So I love that concept that it's like a quilt and one little piece of the quilt maybe isn't that exciting by itself, just like an event in your life or something that you went through. But the fact that he can weave it all together and make it something beautiful, I think is mm. Is what I cling to, but I really, really the the God, the fact that God is good and and um, that He cares very deeply about the things He 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 cares about the desires of your heart. I think that's a real big deal to me because I have seen that so much, especially with just different things that He really could have said. He could have looked at me and said, "Hey, you'll be fine if you don't get that." You know, even us moving was some answers to prayers. Um, big things that we were feeling like we needed and wanted to see in our lives. So I, I look at the Lord and, and he could say of my request or all of our requests, he could say, no, you're really okay without that. You don't have to have that. You can still live your life and you can still honor me without that. But I think he, he really does care mm. about those things. He's very, he's a very personal God and that's comforting to me. I think, yeah. So many times we don't realize how personal he is, but I think he really cares about us in a very um, personal way is really the best mm. word. I come up yeah. With. So. Okay. My last question is what is something you're looking forward to? I am looking forward to 
growing in my awareness of who God says I am and not who I say I am. And I'm really actively working on that right now. Letting, I, I, you know, I don't want to have an inner critic. I want the voice to be what God says about me. So mm, that's good. I am looking forward to growing in that awareness of what he says about me. Listening friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith inspired, refreshed, or strengthened. Mm-hmm.